and welcome back. Oh, oh you're sorry, I'm here now. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rambles of Two Siblings. We are a sister and brother in different time zones communicating over the internet for a podcast. I'm Kat, the older, smarter sibling. And I'm Matt, the younger, wiser, and more edgy brother here in the homeland, Canada. So join us while we chat about life, our childhood, current news, and really, whatever comes to mind. It's literally just a conversation between siblings, like a phone call, but public. This podcast is a proud affiliate of the curse.media.hub family of content curators. You can check out Cursed Media on Discord, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Mother Earth. Uh, all that type of stuff. Uh, Kat and I are both very outdoorsy people. We always have been. Um, we spent a majority of our youth outdoors. At a, we had a trailer and a cottage growing up, and they both had awesome trail systems. We, we were always outside, and we both still are. I mean, the lockdown has changed a fair amount of what what the outside is. I mean, personally, out, outside to me is pretty much my backyard and the giant woodlot we back onto, um, which is awesome. You know, like I was talking with Kat earlier and she mentions just like kind of lack of things to do in her area outside. Whereas, and it made me realize like I'm lucky because I don't, I don't care that the gyms are closed because I don't, I don't need to go to a gym. I can just go in my backyard and do some cross-country running with the dog and then move logs and rocks around to make, to make like the trail better. But also it's, it's good exercise for me because I can, uh, you know, lifting all this heavy stuff around in the forest. I'm doing my, my muscle workouts per se. So it, it all works out. Um, I think I could ramble on about lockdowns for a while. I don't want to, because we're in like whatever lockdown this is. People don't people don't want to hear about about lockdowns and the pandemic. You know, probably listening to this podcast for distraction from your everyday life. You know, whether you're working on renovating your house or you know you're bored at work selling couches, so you go in the back room on break. And you, listen to a podcast or maybe you've been working at home for like a year now and you're just bored of everything so you put on this podcast to drift away for an hour hear somebody else ramble uh just hear hear a new side of things that you know you might be missing out on from being at home all the time not seeing your friends not seeing your family um hence this fucking podcast not seeing your family i mean Mom said last night, like, we're, we're going on, like, two years since we've seen Kat. And, like, that is ridiculous. I remember, Kat, when you, uh, you moved out the first time into residence and you lived, like, seven minutes down the road. And that was, uh, that was too much for me. Yeah, it was too far. Yeah. And now you're... You know, a province. Seven hour flight? Yeah, a province, a couple territories, and a ginormous ocean away. And we're going on two years. It'll be two years in August. Wow. The end of August. Mom said yesterday because she was talking to her friend on the phone while I was out back working on things. Um, She's like, I'll be on the first plane. You know, once we're allowed or whatever. And I'm like, yo, I hate flying. Eh. But like, you've never even flown. Yeah, how can you hate something you've never done? I, I just know I would hate flying. You know. I thought the same thing, but it's actually kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but there's no escaping.
now, but Whereas you know, at least if yeah, but at least if you're you're driving and like I mean I love driving. But at least if you're in a moving vehicle like that and you just you need to get out of of it for whatever reason, you, you can pull over and get out or open a window. Yeah. I'm I like you said, I've never flown, but correct me if I'm wrong, I I believe they frown upon opening windows in an airplane. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And I'm pretty sure if you just kick in the, the cockpit door and say, hey, asshole, do you mind, uh, do you mind just touching down over. real quick? Yeah, I need to get out, uh, stretch my legs, I need some fresh air. Would you mind? No. You know what, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's really not that bad. I'm like, I mean, I can't sleep on a plane for the life of me i've tried um i just can't do it like regardless of how tired i am i'm not gonna be able to sleep <sighs> um but like i don't know you just kind of like it's kind of nice to just sit there and like not have to do anything you know what i mean like there's yeah, always like a bunch of really good movies that you could watch right because like when you fly air canada they have like sometimes you get lucky and they have so they have a deal with cineplex and sometimes you can watch movies that are like still in the theater which is pretty cool um plus you get unlimited drinks so like yeah! i drink a lot of ginger ale when i'm on a plane um but i don't know it's just kind of nice like you can just watch movies there's games you can play on the screen as well so i usually like to you know, enter into competition with other people around the plane who are playing the same game, and we all try to beat each other, not knowing each other at all. But it's kind of fun. Um, it goes by really quickly too. So yeah, that's fair. Like it, it, it's it's weird, but like sometimes, like depending on when you fly, like if you look out the window, like it's a pretty cool view that you can get, which you wouldn't be able to get from a car. But I don't know. I like flying. I like it because it gets you places that you might not necessarily go to. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I would do it, I think. I just, I'd give me some well, bucket yeah, you, in you, or something. And... Yeah, you'd do it because, like, the destination that you'd be coming to is pretty flippin' cool. Yeah, which, which philosopher said it? Um, the, uh-huh. It's like the outcome justifies the means or whatever. Something like that. Oh, yeah. the ends justify the means. Yeah. That. All right. So back to the, uh, the great outdoors. We, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. airplanes are outdoors. You know, it's Oh, yeah. They, they really inside. are. Yeah, they're just like a tin can with the recycled air. But, you know. <laughs> no, no. The airplane itself is outdoors. It's oh, literally flying out, outside yeah, yeah, yeah. in the sky. Now, you um, said something earlier about how I didn't have many things outside near my house. That's a lie. There is a forest and there is uh, a, a uh, what's it called? A, um, like a nature reserve type oh, thing. Oh, right on. But when you, when you walk through them, as many times as I've walked through them, you get bored. Plus, for the most yeah. of this, the last few months, they've been basically flooded. So you can't really walk through them anyway. But yeah. like in this now, I think there's cows usually grazing in those fields. Um, there's been horses before. They just nice. let like animals just like roam free, really, in that That's area. Awesome. That's they're awesome. usually on. I think there are. I think they're like like a farmer would yeah. put them there or whatever. But like, it's just yeah, to keep pasture. like it's to keep it like an like nature yeah <laughs> like keep it like that would be sick it's, Yo, it's, me, me and lizzie would be there every day and i know you said like you got bored of it which is 100 percent fair but i think that's probably why i started like transforming the forest like yeah it started mm-hmm. when we got lizzie because like yeah we made that trail years ago when we like first moved in here but like making it better for running around with lizzie and like trimming branches just because like i'm just covered and cuts and scratches and bruises from running through that forest because of all the the overhanging trees on like the trail and stuff because the city really just does not care 
but yeah, I'm just like, every time I go in there, it's like another branch tries to kill me. And I'm like, I'm coming back and I'm cutting, you know? And then I had this, this part really pissed me off. Cause, uh, do you remember, I'd say like the middle of the small forest, how like people have been always building forts there. Yeah. And then the city comes down, takes it apart, rinse and repeat. Well, anyways, so the kids this year have been doing an excellent job with the fort building um, because, Which you know, nice to see. oh, it is. I love it. And like, I'll go and I'll see their updates and like, it just, it warms my heart a little because like, that's what me and Chris used to do all the time was build forts in that forest. And then like seeing the next generation still do it, it's just like, it's just so awesome to see. But these kids, because they've had so much time off school and so much time on their hands, like they're they're doing it right. Like they're using like nails and screws and like lumber on top of like skids and or not skids. Well, they do have a skid. They stole one of mine and they stole my picnic table. Um, which right. is it, yeah, it is. It's like <laughs> I have the rest of the picnic table. All they did they they have the top of it and like I could just go grab it back, but it's like. Eh. Then I have to build the picnic table, and like, do I want a picnic table? You know, it's just, it's kind of just a nice thing to have on standby. But anyways, so I put I collected uh, one day a bunch of nice bigger rocks, and I made a nice path around the, the forest because someone had a, a entryway leading to their backyard, but they didn't they didn't do anything to it. They just trampled over what was there. Um, and I'm like, this looks bad. So then, like, I cleaned up the area, picked up some garbage, and then I put all these rocks along logs, and then they had, like, a really nice fort area. And then I went for a run two days ago with Lizzie, and uh, I guess teenagers didn't like it because half the wood on the fort was just smashed in half, the rocks were thrown everywhere, and, like, garbage piled up. And I'm like, you know? Yeah. Like, why? Like, I understand it's fun destroying things, but go find big logs and destroy them. Like, don't destroy a, a kid's work, you know? Yeah. And, like, in terms of safety, like, the city doesn't like having the forts there because liability, but at least, like, having the fort there for the kids who make it to use mm. is relatively safe. Having now all this broken wood and shit everywhere because of these teenagers, not safe. And it's an yeah. eyesore. And, like, that bothered me. Imagine being the kid who worked hard on this and then wakes up one morning and is like, Mommy, can I go play in the forest and work on the fort? And then they go out there and they see that it's just destroyed. It's yeah. like, all right. That kid learned that life sucks early on. This podcast is currently sponsored by Absolutely Nobody. Despite what you might have heard on this podcast... If you or someone you know would like to be a sponsor of Ramblings of Two Siblings, please email us at ramblingsoftwosiblings at gmail.com. Alright. So, so? I just learned that it's National Siblings Day. So, no happy shit. National Siblings Day, little brother. Happy National Siblings Day. Is it National Siblings Day in the UK or? I don't know. I just, I saw on my Facebook memories that it was National Siblings Day. So I Googled it oh, to make okay. sure. Nice. And it really is. Right on. Happy Siblings Day. And happy uh, Siblings Day to all you other siblings out there if you're listening. Uh, and if you are listening and you have a sibling who isn't listening, maybe you should send them the link so that your siblings can listen to these siblings ramble. Word. <laughs> This uh, podcast brought to you by siblings advertising other siblings to their siblings. <laughs> All right. All right. So moving on, I want to. Okay, that echo needs to go away. Um, I was. It's this is from Reddit, and I wanted to. to have the conversation with you to see your opinion on it and see what other people have to uh have to say 
Um, so this is a post from the Permaculture subreddit. A guy, the, the title is Death to the Lawnmower. And the question is, why are Americans so obsessed with mowing? Down to the pathetic little nub, just a monoculture wasteland of fertilizer. City staff running around with rulers measuring blade height and length. A man a few doors down has already mowed twice and we're still getting snow. It drives me bonkers. How do we get people to stop? And then I found something cool in the comment section that maybe you've heard about, maybe you haven't. Cause it is, it's in the United Kingdom. They started this program in 2019. They started replacing areas of useless grass and weeds with these types of flowers, um, like usually wildflowers and stuff. So literally strips of grass by like the sides of roads, empty public spaces and like abandoned council and plots. Um, like, yeah, there's still a lot of work to do, but um, just replacing stuff with like flowers that are good for like pollinators and like the ecology at a whole. But like that would also be way better to look at than overgrown grass and weeds. Just, uh, you know, oodles and oodles of colorful flowers. That would be, that would be awesome, I think. Well, I mean, over here, where I live, yeah. in the spring, I've mentioned to do this before, but there's just daffodils flipping it everywhere. Nice. They just pop up in the spring. I don't know. I feel like they just, like, appear. Like, they're yes, everywhere. That, that is and how nature is, works. Be quiet. And it is beautiful. <laughs> now, in terms of lawnmowers, I do think it's ridiculous that in America, I mean, obviously, this could be stereotypical. Like, we don't know. But, like, with homeowners associations, I've oh heard God, that, like, yeah. you need to have, like, your grass a certain level. And if it's, like, yeah. one centimeter too big, you can get in trouble. And it's, like, yeah, like, you can make your lawn look good without it being uniform. You know what I mean? Like, over here, obviously, right? you don't get snow. So, like, Connor's mowed the lawn already, like, once, maybe twice um, in the past. Like, I think he mowed the lawn, like, last weekend or something. But it's, like... He mows it because otherwise it just looks messy. You know what I mean? Yes. But yeah, like we also like, don't need to make it like perfectly level, you know? Like the place I live now, the people were here mowing the entire area, I think yesterday or something. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. It took them like a few hours. It's just a lot of yeah. grass to cover. Um, But like they only do it because it, you know, it's the general upkeep of the place, get rid of weeds and all that stuff. But I do think it's ridiculous to make someone like, have it be like a specific height i think that's just exactly bonkers. and like you know you can have your lawn look decent without using endless amounts of fertilizer and oh yeah all that and like i mean i'm guilty i last year i went all out on the lawn because this was before the dog and now we we've just given up on lawn care because we we barely have a lawn left from all the trampling. Um, but yeah, and like my six years of working in municipalities, like I'm, my hands are, are dirty in all of this for sure. But uh, yeah. I just, I don't see the point anymore, you know? And like looking at like the grass this spring, like, yeah, it is, the front yard is beautiful from the work last year. But like, you don't need to do that because like a lot of people don't and it's just like you know cut your grass before it gets to like knee height jungle yeah Yeah. (laughs) because you you still need to worry about like ticks and stuff like that especially if you have kids or animals Mm. like i remember were you home when we had the the neighbors in the corner house and they didn't cut their grass in the jungle years yeah yeah and the jungle yeah i remember that just looked it looked horrible yeah and because like, like obviously bad. our backyards weren't like completely fenced in right so, like yeah. we had to see it all the time and it just yeah. made everyone else's place look so unkept yeah and like that was bad too because it was literally just uncut grass and weeds not even because like we have a lot of invasive species growing along the forest in the back but yeah, yeah a lot of them are at least like pretty like they're weeds but like we have goldenrod 
growing. Yeah, they're not ugly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at least, like, they do flower and stuff. But they had none of that in the backyard. It was just gross weeds and grass and prickly weeds. And at the time, you know, it was just an eyesore. Whereas yeah. now, if that were to happen, I'd be the one out there like trimming it because like with lizzie i wouldn't want her going in there and getting covered in ticks or whatever oh yeah absolutely yeah makes sense yeah yeah well, like, like, dad, I, like... sorry go ahead dad was no, ahead. saying he saw on his walk this morning because we do have a few few houses in the area where like they do have food forests as lawns and they don't have lawns it's all gardens but he said mm-hmm. he saw one house and their front yard it, it, it was grass but like in the grass was all the like the whole yard was wildflowers, and I'm like, mm. okay, that's not a bad idea because like my guess, dad thought it was probably an accident, but I'm like, or maybe they just sprinkled the wildflowers into into the lawn. So I feel like if you had upkept grass, because that's the problem too, is if you like our backyard is more weeds than grass. Like when yeah. you're cutting it, it's not even grass anymore; it's, it's just weeds. If you have like legit grass and wildflowers growing and you, you don't cut it, the grass would look nice as long yeah. as it's grass. You know, I think yeah. that would be cool. I would love to sprinkle wildflowers everywhere and call it a day. Yes. Um, I think it would just be beautiful. But yeah, in our garden, whoever lived here before just really didn't give a crap about yeah. it. So like Connor's worked so hard the last three years that we've lived here or almost three years that we've lived here. And it looks really good now i mean well if you don't look at one of the bushes it looks Mm -hmm. okay um but yeah some of the bushes in there i wish we could just get rid of but obviously we can't because we rent the place but i would love to just get rid of it and put something else there because it's just i hate it so much Mm. but like ever since like he dug up the dirt in the by the fence line and we we made it actually look pretty and we planted a few more things and then we have a line of dirt where all the vegetables will grow go soon because they're getting huge in the house um and it's like it just looks so much nicer now but like even with the grass like a lot of it was dying and it just looked really patchy and awful so he ended up just completely ripping up the old grass and uh getting rid of all the rocks that were in the ground and it took him like weeks to get rid of it i think he was lugging like 10 buckets of rocks to get rid of them um at some point and I don't know where he put them, but anyway, it's just the soil was just filled with rocks, so nothing could really grow and look pretty. So then he ended up resoiling it basically, nice, and then yeah. putting grass seed down. Um, and now the lawn actually looks healthy and nice. good. Nice. It took him ages, but I quite like it. Nice. Yeah, and that's the thing too. It's like. You only ever see two sides of the argument, like either cut the grass or don't cut the grass. And like, But if you don't cut the grass, then it gets messy and it just looks bad. And then it looks yeah. like you don't give a crap. Yeah, but then like, there's this thing, it's called no-cut may, where people don't cut their grass for like the bees. Um, oh. it's, it's not a bad idea, like if you can, like if it's not going to get unruly, like it's not going to hurt. But back to the thing of wildflowers, like wildflowers are way better of a choice. Yeah, because then there's the pollen and stuff for the bees, right? I mean, it would be hell on someone's (laughs) allergies, but, you know. Yeah, but, like, you you could just have, you know, the wildflowers and the grass. Don't have the wildflowers up at your house if you don't want them for allergy reasons. Just have them elsewhere or something. Yeah, it's like at a like Kiwanis. There's wildflowers along the whole trail just naturally, and it gets so beautiful in the springtime when they all come up. Yeah, we're going to somewhere on Monday. That's near our house, and we've been there before. But we went to we went in the fall. I think we went yeah. in September maybe this year. And they've got like all the places have like gorgeous manicured, beautiful gardens, right? Sometimes there's walled gardens, sometimes there's just like wild gardens. But, like, we obviously we saw it in the fall. So there were still flowers and things, but I'm really excited to see it on Monday and see it in full bloom. Things could be really oh, yeah. pretty. That'll be awesome. I, uh, back to Kiwanis, remember when I made all those gardens? Yes. I went to go, I went to go look at them last summer. 
and it wasn't too bad. Like mm. no one's really maintaining them, but we went on a family walk through there last weekend. And of course we had to go buy them and man, it was just like rough to look at, to be honest, because like before we turned them into gardens, they were like the city or whoever just planted a bunch of trees and then no one maintained said trees and the people who cut the grass never cut near the trees. So it was literally the six feet of weeds and grass. And then I pulled them all out to, so that these trees could breathe and survive. And then we did the nice garden beds around them and we planted, we planted wildflowers and uh, native grasses. And now it's literally just sad patches of mulch with half dead green things in them. And I mean, yeah, the, the pool has been closed for two summers because COVID, but it's like, Oh my God, one of these days, I think I'm, I'll just show up and clean the beds out and be like, you're welcome. You know? Yeah. Cause you were working really hard on them, but obviously, yeah. Cause of like the circumstances, obviously things like that would kind of go by the wayside, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Which is fair, and I sad. get it. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's just sad. Yeah, because then, like, about, the, like, all the that park, work he did. The park was packed. It's like the playground is right beside the gardens and, like, the picnic areas. And, like, yeah, the people aren't supposed to be using the picnic areas because you're supposed to rent them, but I don't think yeah. anyone cares. Like, I mean, yeah. the playground, there was for the fact that, you know, we were going into lockdown or in lockdown at the point, and there was, like, 50 people at this playground no social distancing or masks was like a bit a bit intense to see especially because like it was the first time like we'd went out as a family in a while and just to see all these people and it's like yeah we went out but like we went out on a trail yeah and we're like avoiding people basically and then you see all these people playing on the playground and it's like where the fuck have you been the last year like yeah Holy moly. And it's like the teenagers that hang out at the school beside us. It's like, this is why we're why we're now in another stay at home order lockdown situation because of because of you. Like meanwhile, you know, we're our families in the backyard. Uh the next two doors down their families are in the backyard, just the families. And like yeah, we, we all talk to each other and Last, yeah, but you're not an idiot. You're social distancing yeah. still. Yeah, and yeah. last night was awesome because, like, the neighbor has, like, part-time custody of his dog. And so she's she's still getting used to this new area, but also she's getting used to Lizzie. And then because Lizzie is, you know, best friends with Theo and Finley, um, there's that power structure, and Elsa is this, this new dog. And of course, it's it's three bitches, and then Theo is the old man who much prefers when Dad comes outside because, uh, you know, then the old guys can stick together. But um, yeah. So Elsa was playing with them last night, and again, just two nights ago, it was wasn't too friendly, and like Lizzie was kind of scared of Elsa, and Elsa was just scared of everybody. Um. But yeah, they were all playing last night, getting along, and it was like, yo, we don't need to leave the house. We have this killer dog park with, like, four dogs now running around and all the neighbors out, and it was just, it was amazing, you know? Yeah. It's so cute. And then mom told me, because I was in the forest at the time, mom told me the story this morning, um, Finley, the little dog like super little you can check my my instagram wriggle and lizzie uh, to see a photo of finley to see how little she is um she's so cute i love her but anyway so she curled up into a ball i guess she was she was scared um and then so lizzie went over to her and put her paw on top of finley and then licked her and then Elsa came over to, to sniff, and so Lizzie sat up in kind of, like, protection mode and kept her paw on Finley the whole time, 
and let Elsa sniff. And then, like, Finley started to come up, and then Lizzie gave her another kiss. And I was like, everything's okay. That's so cute. It was, like, my God. It's just, I never... I never thought I could be just, like, so happy, you know? Like, just seeing, like, the four animals and the people all happy with the animals is just, like, is so amazing, you know? Yeah, for sure. So what book are you reading right now? I've read so many books this week. This has been a weird week, so I had a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm reading a book right now. It's called The Vow. It's the by, Vow um, I don't know, just called The Vow. It's by, let me just see, I don't remember the author's name. Debbie Howells. Oh, yeah, it's Debbie Howells, my homegirl. It's a thriller, and it's just like, there's like this weird web of lies in this book, and like, it's just so intriguing, you know? Um, I'm curious to see how it all ties together at the end. It's keeping me on my toes. Probably finish it today. But yesterday, nice. I read a book from start to finish. Holy shit. Does. No, like wait. Like one does. Wait, hold on. Was it yesterday or the day before? I think it might have been the day before. Yeah, it was the day before. Uh, it's called Dear Child, and it's translated from German. And it was just a, it was a really good translation, actually. I never once got confused or anything. Sometimes translations don't really translate well um uh it was called dear child and it yeah. was it was a, it was like room meets gone girl and it was just so good like it was about this woman who who ended up being held captive for four months by this like cuckoo man and there were two children and you know at first you think that they're her kids and you find out really quickly that they're not and it's like well then you have to find like it's just it was so good like, I don't even know how to describe it other than it would make such a good film. Nice. Um, it had, like, different perspectives in it. So we had, like, the girl who was kidnapped, her perspective. We had the daughter's, like, the oldest child's perspective, uh, who was 13, really smart. We had the, her, who ended up being her grandpa. We had his perspective. Um, and just, like, reading his experience of his daughter being missing for 13 years and not knowing what happened to her. And then finding out he has two grandkids who are also held captive for so long because they were born in captivity. Um, it's just, it was so good. I really love thrillers, though. But I don't often read, like, anxiety thrillers like that, you know? I, I often read, like, crime thrillers. Like, there's some kind of crime, and a detective has to solve said crime. Yeah, like, quite the like, Kelly, like the Kelly Armstrong books you got me for Christmas. Yes. Okay, those ones are flipping. You need to read them. Okay, yeah, female assassin. I mean, come on. I uh, I'm restarting the gathering, um, because that's the um. Okay, Kelly Armstrong has so many good books, and my memory she is does. bad. Um, she has so many good books. <laughs> I didn't even so, know this, but she just recently came out with one. I didn't even know. Oh, oh shit. Um, y'all follow her on Goodreads and stuff, and get notifications. Yeah, I, really, um, I do follow her on Goodreads. Oh, nice. So do I, but I ignore my Goodreads emails. Anyways, so the <laughs> gathering, um, the gathering's part of that, the the double trilogy. Do you remember the yeah. name? Uh, no. Okay. Anyway, so I had read the first trilogy, like of the. Oh yeah, the yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the first house. trilogy she wrote for like young adults. Yeah. And then the second trilogy she wrote. Uh, for her daughter, because her daughter was coming of the age to, like, read her books. So she yeah. wrote the, the second trilogy out to start with The Gathering. It's funny, because yeah. I actually No, wasn't the, the second trilogy... The the Gathering is the one in Vancouver with mm -hmm. the werewolves and stuff. I have them right yeah. here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that one's like, the second set of trilogies. So the yeah. other one, The Sea of Shadows and stuff, is the first one. But it's um, interesting, because The Gathering was the first book of hers I ever read. So I actually read the Gathering series, that trilogy, and then I read the Sea of Shadows. So then I had to okay. wrap my head around it. You don't no, have no, to read no. I'll, I'll, I'm looking at the pile of books right now. 
Um, because I just built a new computer desk and I put bookshelves on them, so I'm yeah, looking at them. I know. Um, this, Am I wrong? Yeah, Sea of Shadows, Empire of Night, and Forest of Rune is a whole different trilogy. Uh, the oh, yeah, no, I know. I was, with... thinking about, I was thinking about the summoning and the awakening. Sorry, yes. I was thinking about the summoning yeah. and the awakening. Sorry, my bad. And the third one, I can't read. The Reckoning. Uh, yeah. Good books. I love it. But anyway, so I, I read... Um, Hold on, you're, you're echoing quite a lot. Sorry. I read the Summoning series. Um, wait, no, sorry. I'm confused. Here, here we go. Yeah, I read the Summoning and the Awakening and the Reckoning series, and I love them. Like, I'm not yeah. a reader, but I could not put those books down. And then I read The Gathering... And then I made it halfway through the calling, and for whatever reason, I just one night I didn't want to read, and one night turned into two nights, and now here we are. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to just re re pick up where I left off. I'm gonna just restart this trilogy because it it was so good that it deserves a hard restart. Not yeah. hard enough to reread the other one. I'm not quite there yet. But yeah, so I gotta restart the gathering, and then once I finish this trilogy, I'll read the ones you got me for Christmas. Because we are getting yeah. into summertime; that is my favorite time to read because I can go outside and read, read outside. in the garden. Yes. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um. The interesting thing too is you should also read the Rockton series. Yeah. Um, her six her sixth book just came out for that nice. one, and I have all no, I don't. I have five of them on my Kobo. And um, the first book I will buy on my Kobo so that I have them all. But um, you so you can keep the one that's at home. But I have City of Lost uh, at home. Nice. I think it's signed. Not 100% sure on that one. A lot of um, them are. I know. I've met her so many times. I know. I'm so um, jealous, to be honest with you. She's just, she's just so lovely. And her books are so good. But anyway, the Rockton series is just something I think that you would absolutely adore. Oh, I believe um, it. I believe it. I read yeah, about them on her website. Yeah, they're just, it's so good. And, like, you do have to read all six of the books. Like, I'm not going to well, say don't. But, uh, I mean, you don't, I guess you don't technically have to, but, like, you should. You should. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, it's basically about this town in Alaska that's just, like, completely remote, off the grid. And nice. it's for people to, like, go to hide, basically. Um, so it's just, I don't know, there's a lot more to it than that. But that's just, like, the basics. It's just so good. But yeah, the sixth book just came out, I think, last month or something. And I just devoured it. I didn't even know it was coming out. And then my friend Laura was like, hey, it came out. And I was like, well, okay. So I bought it on Kobo, like, immediately. And I just devoured it. The fifth book was okay. It wasn't the best. The sixth book was great. And then she's got her Omen series. It's also good. But I haven't finished the series yet because, again, I have three of the books in Canada and one of them on my Kobo. And then need the other one but it's one of those series that i'm gonna have to restart yeah that's fair which is i mean i'm finding funny because like you've always been a fan of kelly armstrong and you always told me to read them yeah. and i'm like no like that's that's yeah, some girly yeah. shit like i have no interest in kelly that armstrong. is true you did say all that yeah. and so if you're someone who thinks like that like that's fair but you're, you're wrong. wrong yeah <laughs> like you're 100 wrong and like i mean there's obviously some of her books you're not gonna want to read well, yeah like, like yeah obviously fine. because like it doesn't matter, like, any author. Like, I love, there's a couple Stephen King books I love, and I I think Stephen King's a great writer. I mean, everyone does, and I agree with that, but I will not read 95% of his shit or watch 95% of his movies because I just, I don't no, like... No, because it's too scary. Yeah. I don't like scary Yeah, things. it's like, if I, like... About 11, 63, hands down, best oh, book I've ever read. Oh, my God, yes. That's what really got me back I, I'm into actually... reading. And then... I'm actually, like, tempted to buy a copy to have here. Honestly. And then you can just keep that other one, because I think it's too heavy to put in my suitcase. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Almost worth it, though. But, yeah. I know. Yeah, because, like, yeah. I, I I started reading that, and I'm, like, I was, it was too taunting oh, to start it's because it's so big. But, like, you read. But then once you get through it, you're, like, oh, my right? God, you're just and gripped. Just I think it took me, like, by page three straight days yeah yeah it's just like a page by page it's just like oh my god like wait excuse me what just happened what <laughs> yeah i know but then like it also opened up you know so much more like research like i really really started researching like jfk and like all of this stuff and learning about just everything there is there like that's a whole another can of worms but 
I know, it was right? just like wow yeah have you watched the miniseries about the book i yet? have not i want to it is so good considering it was filmed in cambridge which is just cool like yeah. cambridge canada yeah. not cambridge uk um which is like it's just so crazy to watch shows that are filmed there like the handmaid's tale for example yeah. is filmed in in cambridge and <laughs> you can while i'm watching i'm like hey i've, I've been there yeah i've stood there yeah i was watching like i don't watch the handmaid's tale it's just not something i and personally interested in no, no. but like i had to i have to watch a few scenes here and there because of where they filmed and i remember seeing the one they were filming um on the one bridge in cambridge and i'm like hey holy shit i filmed the music video right there like that was cool <laughs> it's just so crazy that like we live so close to like places that are used in in, in tv and film yeah. it's just amusing yeah. really which a lot of people um, are like bitch what like but like yeah for us like in a small Canadian town, well, booming now, I guess, but it's just like, wow, that's so cool, you know? Like, Letter Kenny was like, you know, filmed not too far away and like based off Lister Roll or whatever. And it was, it was like, yeah. Cool, yeah. yeah. What was that show that got filmed in Kitchener? Like, oh, uh, uh, Dan for Mayor. Oh, fuck. That show yeah, was that so bad. Like, it's on Crave or whatever, so I went to rewatch it at some point during COVID because, like, you know. And I'm like, holy shit, this show is so bad. But, like, the only, like, no offense to the people who made it. Like, y'all y'all did a good a good attempt for a Canadian comedy show. But, you know, that, that was during the times of post-Corner Gas when Canada's yeah. like, shit, yeah, we needed yeah. a sitcom. So, you know, the... Uh, he went off and did Dan for mayor, and then you know the main guy from Corner Gas and the one girl went off and did their show, and it was, it was decent, but it was just it didn't it didn't feel right. Um, but yeah, anyways. Yeah. But the other reason I think we watched Dan for mayor was because yeah, of the fact that it was, it was like so cool. filmed in and like the fact that they used like the old Fox and the Fiddle, which is now Pub on yeah. King. Well, currently nothing because yeah. you know they're closed because COVID. Um. But, uh, yeah, like, that's so cool. Like, a guy I worked with yeah. at the city of Waterloo, he, he, he works at the Pablo and King. I don't, I don't think he ever worked when it was, uh, the Fox and the Fiddle. But, yeah, he works at, at the Pablo and King, and the place looks pretty sick because, like, he shares a lot of photos. And, like, he reps the place a lot. And it's like, yo, that's just a cool piece of history, you know? It's just kind of, it's just kind of interesting, yeah. you know. I just think it's cool. I yeah. remember when I was in the Oktoberfest parade back when I was in Army Cadets, and like Dan, the Dan for Mayor guy, I forget his name. Um, he was like the Oktoberfest uh, marshal because like he mm. was the mayor of the town. Um, so he they had him, and we were all standing in in line, uh, in the platooner. In formation, I think that's what it's called. There's that airplanes. I don't remember. It's been a while, but uh, yeah. And he walked right by me, and like no one else cared. But I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, like it's the guy from Corner Gas. But, like I couldn't say that or say anything to him because like we were, like you couldn't break formation, right? Like that's very much against the rules. But like on the inside, like I was completely fangirl. Like oh my god, it's him, it's him, it's him. He's right beside me, like ah. Uh, that was it was crazy. I remember just being. That is pretty cool. It though. was. It was so yeah. cool because like, oh, like the probably the most famous person I've ever been like that close to, straight up. Yeah, I mean, when I lived in Toronto, obviously I saw I I, I didn't see as many famous people Yo, as I thought I would, but like Drake? at the same Yo, time. No, oh, yeah, I know, right? Like all the time. Um, but like I never really saw anyone, and then one time I was at the Starbucks near campus. As you know, it was right across from school so i was there a lot and i saw um oh, spike from Flashpoint. oh my god no way yeah he was right behind me in line and I, I i remember i kind of like turned and i just saw him and i was like oh my god that's spike see spike i sergey something yeah. and i was just like but he looked really like sad oh. like he looked kind of like just like just not in a good mood so i didn't really want to go fair. up to him and be like yeah. hey that's fair I mean, like, I... My brother and I were obsessed with Flashpoint, oh, yeah. and I'm still obsessed with Flashpoint. I still wish it was a Yo, thing. Yo, you know why he was um, sad? 
because he he probably still isn't over the death of Lou from that IED. Right. That was oh, uh, that episode kills me. That was such but a yeah. I, I just like he's the only one I saw, and I just, I just. You know what I really wish? Because Flashpoint is still mm -hmm. on TV. Because everybody loves Flashpoint. Um, yeah, it never got No. Me. And the fact that, like, the main character is the guy from the Headstones. Like, oh my god. I love Only ever started listening to the Headstones because he was in Flashpoint. But, I mean, like, great uh, marketing. I think I listened, I, I think I listened to the Headstones before that. Probably. And I just... Like some of their old yeah. stuff from like the nineties, and then I didn't really put two and two together until Dad was like, "Hey, you know that's the same guy, right?" And I went, "Oh we're shit, so it is." We're men. We're hard up for cash. Stayed cash. up all night selling cocaine and hash. Selling cocaine and to hash. To an undercover cop who had a sister named Jan. For reasons unexplained, she loved the monkey man. She loved the monkey man. The Twitter was a boy scout, and of course he went to Vietnam. I remember the rest of the lyrics. Have some strawberry jam. All right, so I think that's probably like a good natural ending to uh, the podcast. <laughs> but side note, I really, 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 really wish Rookie Blue was somewhere to stream because you know it was. I never finished uh, that, you know, because like. No, I was obsessed like... with that show. I remember I had like a, a a Twitter fan account for like Dove Epstein. You did. And then like did. there used to be like weekly rookie blue like twitter like uh threads like while the show was live and like the actors would pop in and like the fan engagement from that show is just so cool and like it's just i think it's because canadians really get yeah. into shows that are not only set in canada are like filmed in canada but that they're actually set in canada right? and don't make like a like remember about flashpoint they like really tried to make it like they weren't in Toronto, oh, no, no, Flash, at some no, point, Flashpoint was no, but then very at some, not at the first end, mm. and then it, and then it was, oh, yeah, then yeah, they got the first into season, it, was yeah. Rookie Blue, from like, yeah, from Rookie Blue from the get-go, it was like, yeah, we're in Toronto, mm. and we're here, and we're gonna have Tim Morton's Cups. It, yeah, they were, but it was funny, because like, they never, they, you knew they were in Toronto, because it was obvious, like, they weren't pretending to be in New York. But they never came out and said they were in Toronto. Like even like the police department was just the Metropolitan Police, and because I don't think they had the rights to Toronto. But then because they mentioned every everything else, or like they're like, "Oh, this guy's from Hamilton" or whatever. Um, it was funny, and I remember the one episode. Uh, me and like my buddy Matt, we got we got so cheesed because they're like, "Oh." just got off the phone with the Kitchener Police Department. And it was like, um, the who? That's not like, a thing. And it's like, literally, <laughs> if you type into Google Kitchener Police Department, the first result you get is the Waterloo Regional Police Service. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I mean, maybe they just, like, didn't want to use, like, the specifics, yeah, I guess. Possible. Like, yeah. you know, they don't, they don't know if they weren't allowed to use it or, like, that whatever. Fair, you know yeah. what I mean? But anyways... Uh, since, you know, we're going to be famous one day when the CEO of Netflix is listening to this, bitch. Please put Flashpoint and, and Rookie Blue, Blue on there, yeah. please. Thank well, you. In the UK. Well, Flashpoint's, Flashpoint's on Crave, so. Yeah, but Crave doesn't exist in the UK. That's true. Okay, well, I mean, Disney Plus is slowly buying up everything, so eventually they'll probably buy Global and then Rookie Blue will be on Disney Plus. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Alrighty. Bye-bye! Bye! Bye. Bye. Make sure you join us this Thursday, April 22nd, for a brand new special episode of The Rambles of Two Siblings. We're going to be recording live outside to celebrate Earth Day. No, we're not just going to be doing a podcast for Earth Day. Before we start podcasting, we will be there outside all day taking care of the earth. Respect. Bye! This podcast is a proud affiliate of the cursed.media.pub family of content curators. You can check us out on...
So I promised y'all last week, or two weeks ago, or whatever, that we would learn a bit about permaculture. We're not going to uh, dive too deep into it today, um, but we are going to get an answer. So a lot of people think permaculture is gardening, or a type of gardening. Uh, permaculture is not revolution disguised as gardening, because it's not just gardening, it's whole system design. And that is so much more powerful than any revolution has ever been. That's that's a quote from Pinterest. Uh, Never help answer your question. And everybody listen. Permaculture is sustainable land use design. This is based on ecological and biological principles, often using patterns that occur in nature to maximize effect while minimizing wasted energy. Permaculture aims to create stable, productive systems that provide for human needs harmoniously integrating the land with its inhabitants. The ecological process of plants, animals, their nutrient cycles, climate factors, and weather cycles are all a part of the picture. Inhabitants' needs are provided for using proven technologies for food, energy, shelter, and infrastructure. Elements in a system are viewed in a relationship to other elements, where the outputs of one element become the inputs of another Within a permaculture system, work is minimized, wastes become resources, productivity and yields increase, and environments are restored. Permaculture principles can be applied to any environment, at any scale, from dense urban settlements to individual homes, from farms to entire regions. The three foundational ethics on which permaculture builds are is earth care, provision for all life systems to continue and multiply. People care, provision for people to access those resources necessary for their existence. And fair share, setting limits to population and consumption so that people do not take more than what is needed. By governing our own needs, we can set resources aside to further the above principles. This principle is also described as share the surplus. That didn't make any sense to me. I lost it. What do you mean? The fair share part? Yeah, can you just, I just, can you break it down a little bit more? Yeah. Like. Yeah. So it's sharing, you know, you learned it in kindergarten, sharing is caring. Does that make sense? Okay, I see. Yeah. From my understanding. Because, you know, like if I wanted to listen to a lecture, I'd listen to a podcast about a lecture, you know? 